Hi, it's Wes Johnson. And John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. I mean, while we're here, right? Might as well record what we're talking about. Why not? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah well, this is the first time we've had all three of us on in, in a while because last week it was just me and Steve. And then, if I remember correctly, before that it was just me and MC and Yuli talking baseball. So, like, we, we've got the we got the Triforce back together. Yeah. That was the question I asked. MC, did you feel comfortable with uh, the, the way the Triforce broke down from that conversation where I was power, you were courage, and Mike was wisdom? Oh, yeah. So, that, I think that that's perfect. Yeah, you get to be the hero, which makes sense anyway. So. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> like there was ever any doubt. <laughs> I know, right? I, I'm braving these cons every other month, so... I mean, you know... <laughs> And I know how much you you dislike them, so I mean you're you're doing this for the for the for the site for the people. Look, I gotta do it. I gotta do it while my knees are still good. So, <laughs> gotta take care of these problems, man. <laughs> oh goodness gracious, yeah. Like it's it's so funny because we have we talked a lot about baseball and about the Nats and about the Astros and their cheating ways, and like every single time we do that, more stuff, stuff comes out. Comes out. It's just like it's just like this endless stream of like, oh, hey, you thought they were done with all their cheating? <laughs> nope. There's a whole lot more. And it just it just keeps I'm, I'm just like blown away at how like first off, they're like, how many games are they into the spring season or, or uh, spring training already? And like Astros players have already been hit like nine times or something. Like yeah, that. it's it's some like, well, it was it was seven times in three games. Yeah. Like a day, a day or two ago. I don't know. I don't know. How much has happened, and and it's not even like it's reserve guys. I think Bregman's been hit. I think Springer got hit also. You know, you don't wish people ill, and you don't wish them to be injured. However, <laughs> you kind of you kind of like seeing the the poor Astros just get plunked over and over and over again. But yeah. like, yeah, and like the other thing too is like now that this is going on, like. Every single time that they swing and misses a miss at a pitch, it's just like everybody is going off on them. They're like, "Oh, whoa, he was really in front of that one. I wonder why." <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's absolutely fantastic. And I saw. I'm gonna give a plug to. Um, there's a really really cool T-shirt that's done by a guy, and he's a DC guy. Um, the website is seventhandf.com. So seven, the word seventh is spelled out and andf.com and it's a t-shirt and it says bang foul poles not trash cans and i'm probably going to be buying one of these t-shirts because like as we've talked about that the the sound of howie kendrick's home run banging off the foul pole is like one of the greatest sounds i've ever heard in my life um but i think that that's like the perfect the the perfect like dig at the astros too is like hey our (laughs) the sound we're famous for is a lot better than the one that you're famous for and like seven, uh, seventh and F has some pretty cool stuff too. I'm just looking on their website right now. They have a lot of really cool DC sports uh, paraphernalia that uh, all sorts of fun stuff. So you should you check them out. Se- you said seventh is spelled out. Yeah, seventh S E V E N T H and then A N D F, the letter F, dot com. And I'm just looking through some of their hats that they have right now. So or that some sounds of hats a lot shirts. like we have like a comparable kind of like branding and logo shop 412 up here yeah yeah because when brooks Orpic when he went from the penguins to the uh to the caps mm-hmm. he was wearing a 412 hat i just i just really really find like smart intelligent like logos and stuff like satisfying i don't know why and i always thought the 412 like logo was yeah really really beautiful so I like when there's like local joints like this just making quality stuff. So good plug. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. And um I I should probably reach out to these guys and be like, hey, you know, we really like your stuff. Um we, we should have you all on the podcast podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, like this uh, one I'm looking at here, it just says we won anyway. 
Oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and by no means am I a Nat fan. Like I'm, a, I'm a neutral third party in this. I don't care about the Astros or the Nats going into that series, other than rooting for your guys' home team. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, this stuff's nice. I like yeah. this stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 It's and they have a lot of, um, a lot of like really cool like inside jokes too, that like, only really big DC fans would get. Like there's a um. There's a T-shirt where it's um, it says I blacked out and then we won, which if I remember correctly, it's um, Kurt Suzuki, like the, they were losing to the Mets, or no, oh, it was yeah. the Marlins, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, like they, that like we, nine we, run. We podcasted that day, remember? Yeah, yeah I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, were, I remember you were really dejected because it was like, oh, they they gave up. What was it? Five runs. Yeah. You know, five runs in the in the top of the ninth. Yeah. And then and they we, came back and scored like nine runs at the bottom yeah. of the ninth. Yeah, yeah, that was a dope game, dude. But like I'm reading some of uh, some of the other ones, and there's one that just says, "And now we dance," because after every home run the Nats hit, they would all do like that dance party in the dugout. Like that was mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's fantastic. Like, I wonder if they're gonna do that again this year with since uh, Par is not there. I part of me hopes they do, but part of me like would totally understand if they didn't because it's like. It was it was special that year, you know, like the baby yeah. shark thing. I don't know if they can, can if they should continue that because it's like that was only really good for that that time frame. Like it's it'll just get it'll get it's like Sweet Caroline with the Red Sox. Like mm-hmm. it used to not be a thing all the time, and now it's a thing all the time. So it's like then it, it just feels forced. And I mean, I don't I don't I wouldn't care either way. I mean, if, if I take the if I take the boy to go see a baseball game, which I will definitely do at some point, you know, he will enjoy the shit out of that he'll think it's cool so i mean it'll be it'll be for the kids basically at that point it's a win-win yeah exactly exactly i'm just reading over some of the things that they have here these shirts they're pretty freaking cool but let's uh let's not worry about other websites let's worry about our website let's talk about the great geek refuge it's pretty easy to find it's the great refuge.com you guys should check it out there's lots of great websites lots out there when it comes to nerdy and geeky things but ours, I think, is a little superior. In fact, it even has the word great in it. So there you go. If you needed branding, there it is for you. But there's lots of great articles on there right now. Uh, you should check those out. We have been doing a ton of Star Trek content lately. Uh, myself and Russ Brown have been reviewing uh, Picard. Um, also, I just did a review of the first three Star Trek movies in the original cast uh, series. I'm working on uh, four, five, and six right now. So that'll be coming out here pretty soon. But more importantly... We're going to get an opportunity to talk to my favorite Comic-Con contributor. His name is MC Brooks. He's on the night with us because he's one of the three hosts of GGR Pirate Radio, um, which tonight we're at the diner. You know, we're just sitting around talking about things that friends like to talk about. Uh, he's going to be telling us all about Catsicon because he actually had a podcast that he just recently posted um, on his individual show podcast, which is called The Overflow. So you can check that out. But we'll do a nice little plug for that here in a little bit as you get to hear a little bit of a preview of some of the stuff that he got to see and experience when he was at um, Catsicon for 2020. But we're also going to do one of our favorite things to do, and that's talk about music. Uh, we're going to. I, I love these like theoretical questions that get posed sometimes, and we put it up on the Facebook page, which you guys can check out. It's the it, it's the Great Geek Refuge group, which you're free to join. You just ask to join, and then one of us will approve you. But we asked if you could see any musical act, alive or dead, who would it be? And like, it, we got a really good response from a lot of people. So we're going to be talking about that on tonight's podcast. But it's myself, it's Steve Monix, MC Brooks, GGR Pirate Radio. At the Diner is coming up right now. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Diner on GGR Pirate Radio. Spoilie Clover, make a wish. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. Me too. Be bold, be brave, be courageous, black alert. 
The Empire is no longer, and the Beskar has returned. When one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. This is called Pirate Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is GGR Pirate Radio at the Diner. We are going to be talking all sorts of fun things tonight. We're going to be talking about uh, MC Brooks' trip to Katsukon. We're going to be talking about music, one of our favorite topics to talk about. And joining me for this lively discussion that we have is the co-host and co-founder of GGR Pirate Radio, and he helped find the website, The Great Geek Refuge, uh, back in 2014. His name is Steve Monick. Get ready to rock. Yeah. We've also got, um, which I can't call him anything else other than this because the dick euphemism is just too strong. Uh, the third leg in our tripod <laughs> of podcasting. His name is MC Brooks. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> I think we have to go on Teespring and create a MC Brooks, the third leg. Like, third. Yeah. It needs it's just to a happen. picture, just just a, a logo of a stool with three legs on it. Exactly. Everyone, <laughs> you'll understand. Exactly. No one needs to ask questions because if you don't get it, then oh well, you're out of the loop. But guys, this is the this is cool because we haven't gotten to do the uh, the three of us together in in a minute because we both, I mean, all of us have busy schedules. We got things going on. Uh, it was Valentine's Day, one of those uh, Fridays that we normally podcast. So I'm glad that we were able to get the crew back together. But MC, last year when you were at Katsukon, you regaled us with some amazing stories of some of the things that were going on. And I want to start with this. Uh, the first thing you guys need to do after you listen to this podcast, obviously, is you need to listen to his solo joint where he goes into much greater detail about all the stuff that he saw at Katsukon. He was actually joined by a couple of guests uh, for that particular podcast, too. Uh, who did you have on with you for that episode, MC? Uh, did I have guests on for Katsu last year? I did for BlurCon. Was it BlurCon? Okay, I was mixing. Might have been Blur. Yeah, I think that might have been BlurCon. Okay. I don't believe I had anyone on for Katsu. I could be uh, wrong. I, my memory's not great. <laughs> Same, <laughs> right? I actually have to like go back and look at the liner notes for our episodes to remind me of who was on sometimes or like what we talked about. So, um, but yeah, you can check out his episode. Um, it's literally called KatsuCon 2020 Recap. It's it's right there. Um. I'm really interested in this uh, guy wearing a suit with a Boba Fett mask. That looks pretty interesting. <laughs> it's actually oh, yeah, a, like a... He was actually a Mandalorian just with the suit. He had the Mando mask. Oh, it was the Mando mask. Okay, because yes. in black and white, it's kind of hard to tell. So. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. He, so he's like a gentleman Mandalorian. Like You're talking yeah. like a suit with a Mando helmet. Yeah, gentle Mandalorian. That's, that was, that was the, his, uh, his stick. Gentle Mandalorian. Yeah, that's that's clever. <laughs> clever, cute. So compare this. Like when you have events like like Katakan, where it be we like we built it up in our in in like the lore of GGR because we talked about that episode so much as one of our favorite episodes because it was so funny because like we were going off on the missed connections and the Danny DeVito stuff and like the 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 sex cake and like the just like the random shit that was going on at that at that uh, event did 2020's Katsukon live up to the hype well uh well sorry to disappoint but uh it was not quite as as exciting okay uh there were not as many uh, what's the word shenanigans that uh, that took place this year. Okay. I mean, Danny DeVito was back. Yes. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> which is pretty much which is pretty much you know the only important thing that we were we were worried about <clears throat> uh, this year. But uh, yeah, the, um, I mean, I mean, it was a it was a wild weekend to say the least. But it was very tame compared to last year. 
So you remember last year where you know I, I sent you guys the uh, the checklist of uh, of uh, the checklist of all the things uh, that people were would remember 2019 by. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, 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 with like a big chungus and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Big Chungus. Big Ch- I distinctly remember Big Chungus, and I remember sitting on cakes. Those are the only two things I remember from last yeah. year. So, well, funnily enough, I... Um, I married so, that girl. Well, I, I actually... <laughs> actually, <laughs> I actually did... Uh, I actually ended up in the in the same party as, uh, as her. But um, what took place, I actually can't say on the air. So... I'll, uh, I'll have to tell you guys when we get off of here. Oh, but, uh, okay. So was, what was, Yuli's, was Yuli's oh. prediction correct? <laughs> Charm, what was his prediction? I don't remember. remember we, we were, I, was like, I was like, hey, and this is Mike Lunsford for the Great Geek Refuge and don't be a juice bag. And instead of dropping the show like right there, he goes, MC's about to have some sex. And like, I just kept that in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that didn't happen. Aww. <laughs> That did not happen this weekend. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that yeah, I'll 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 tell you guys. Uh, I can't reference the thing I want to say. Okay. Without giving it away, but uh, I, I I did witness some things, and so I'll tell you guys off air. But overall, uh, overall, I mean, it was a fun, it was a pretty fun experience. I mean, there were a million really really amazing cosplays. I, I think I took more took more pictures this year than i than i did last year or at almost any other con i went to i mean just judging from the uh the shoot that i or the um the uh the image i put together i mean you had the gentle mandalorian yeah we had a human charizard we had a bunch of uh sheiks from legend of zelda doing the spider-man pointing uh meme or recreating recreating that meme uh, I mean the, the 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 cosplay scene this year was it was it was pretty fantastic. I mean yeah. there were a couple of things that were really annoying mm-hmm. at Katsu, but overall it was just it was it was just a really good time. You know everyone just seemed like they were there to, you know have a good time, have fun, celebrate the the shows that we want to celebrate, uh, c- uh, celebrate pretty much all of the all of our fandoms because uh, Star Wars and Marvel DC are pretty are pretty much always well represented at these anime cons. Mm-hmm. So, it was it was fun overall. Were you, well, were you amongst the cosplayers? I know you got your pretty sick Moon Knight thing going on there. Yes, and I actually debuted uh my re- so I had to make some adjustments uh to the first version of uh my Moon Knight cosplay. But yeah, uh Friday I did Green Lantern, which was cool cuz I actually ran into a uh, a Jessica Cruz uh, cosplayer, which was awesome. Oh, cool. So that was yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, there, there were only like four lanterns. Uh, there were only four lanterns overall. Three of us were Green Lanterns, and there was one, one Blue Lantern who was there. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Which was uh, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. So I, th- that was great. And then Saturday, Saturday, I literally dressed as Moon Knight, showed up to the Marvel shoot, and then walked around. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, it was it was it was cool. A lot a lot of people really really liked it. They made sure to, you know, get me in when they while they while they were doing it. Um, I did a couple of solo photo shoots, which is kind of cool because you know you kind of really feel like a celebrity when people like really want to take your picture. Uh, but it was it was cool. I gotta say too, like normally with our podcast, it, it's if you're just wanting to listen to it, you go and you pick it up on whatever service you like to listen to podcasts on, but. There's an advantage you would have to going to greatgeekrefuge.com and directly finding MC's listing for this KatsuCon recap in uh, the overflow. And the reason for that is is he's included all of his pictures that he took at KatsuCon in like the liner notes too. So you can listen to him talk about KatsuCon while you flip through all the pictures of all the amazing cosplayers that were there. So it's, it's kind of a, a multimedia adventure you can get with this particular podcast. Absolutely. Where, where can you find that podcast, Michael? Well, you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on iHeartRadio. <laughs> you can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on an Apple podcast. You can find it on Google. 
pretty much anywhere that you would want to get podcasts. I'm sure there's some indie apps out there who don't have our podcast, but I'm sure we'll get there eventually. You shoot me a message on Facebook and I will gladly add it to their streaming service as well, ladies and gentlemen. We are, we are here to make this easy for you because we want you to listen to us. <laughs> because let me tell you, people are like, <laughs> you know, what? I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to go out and say it right now. Um, so oh, yeah. we were keeping it. We were keeping it under wraps for a while. But like, let me tell you, you want to you were saying it was cool having people wanting to take pictures with you and it made you feel like a celebrity. I've never felt like ggr was a big deal in any way shape or form i just i just didn't like because it's it's our thing it's just it's fun that was the priority with this is like i wanted it to be fun above all else and it, and it has been but we we literally had a uh convention reach out to us not like us like hey can we get press access no they reached out to us and we're like hey do you guys want to come and do our uh, con this year and like how humbling is that that like they want you to be involved. I just thought that was really, really cool. And like, it just, it really was like affirming. It was like, Hey, you guys are doing the right thing because this big event is interested in having you show up and do things there. So. Now Very we know cool. we're not technically the only GGR. Is there any chance they accidentally meant to send it to the other GGR? No, 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 they, <laughs> no. Cause with Shireen and, um, what she's got going on with, um, with uh, geek girl riot, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw it out. God, there. I hope not. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm curious. No, because no, oh, no. No, no, they address us. They address us as the Great Geek Refuge. So like and it was it was through a message that they sent us on the website. So they went to greatgeekrefuge.com and they messaged us directly, which is just shows that it was a really good idea for me to go back and fix that because the email was broken and it wasn't sending anywhere. So I'm really glad that I did that a few months ago. <laughs> All right. All right. It checks out. Checks out. Yeah, apparently it's apparently it's legit. It's not a mistake. So that's good. <laughs> oh, man. Um, So, yeah, so it was it didn't stat, it wasn't as like epic um, as last year, but still a lot of fun. It sounds like overall. That was a question for you, MC. <laughs> I shows I muted myself. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, and, and I go into way more detail, like really breaking down uh, some of the panels uh, that I that I went to, so just some of the things that I, I uh, saw while walking around uh, on uh, on 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 uh, both Friday and and Saturday at the con. So I go into more detail on the podcast, which you know, hopefully, you know, they told you where to go listen to it. So make sure you guys go listen. There you go. Um, but yeah, oh, overall it was fun. Motion. It was it wasn't it wasn't as a uh, as extreme as last year but overall still a good time i'd still you know would rec would recommend I, I would even say this year too it would like it, it it almost feels like their membership doubled because it i like it was it was almost a little bit overwhelming seeing how many people were were there um because I, I didn't get that feeling last year i got the feeling like you know hey there's good amount of, there's a good amount of people there but there's not you know it's not like an obnoxious amount of people who are who are showing who are uh, showing up here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's a big place too. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It would, it I mean, would they, take a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they filled out the Gaylord for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I feel like that sounds like a euphemism for something, though. Uh, really filled yeah. out the Gaylord, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we don't have time to make that many jokes, guys. Come on. <laughs> right from the third leg himself. <laughs> and Dude, so I, it begins. I swear to God, if you don't use that as a rap lyric, I'm going to be so disappointed in you. Like, if that's not, like, in one of your songs coming up, there's going to be some serious problems. Well, Artie wrote an entire song about having a, a dick print, so I guess this can be part of the sequel. <laughs> You guys have never heard my song Dick Print? <laughs> yeah. I created this whole persona as a joke like yeah. eight years ago called MDP, Mean Dick Print. And uh, <laughs> it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and now we fall down a YouTube rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> let's, let's jump into our other topic tonight, guys. It's it's. We love talking movies. We love talking um, sports, TV shows, video games, all, all of that. It's, we're, we're big fans of that. But there's something about music podcasts. I mean, don't, wouldn't you guys agree that like we really like 
we really put the pedal to the metal and like we really get some some traction when we when we do music podcasts on the show absolutely Absolutely. there's there's something about it man i don't know yeah i think it's it's just we don't do them very often unfortunately and i know we're all big music fans yeah i think that's really what it is it's like the we all are very knowledgeable about music so that's part of it too because it's like it's not if you just ask somebody who's like not a huge music fan like it's not fun you're like hey who are your favorite bands and they're like i don't know like aerosmith or something and you're like what like that's it that's all you got all right thanks i guess um but we have so much um knowledge about about the subject so i think it's a great one and i wanted to open up um our topic uh, i want to go into i'm pulling it up right now because i don't remember the exact wording and i want to grab it so that i'm not incorrect here yeah that's important for me because i have a couple different answers depending on the rules of this hypothetical okay Same. Huge okay. dork. Okay. All right. So the question that we posed on the Facebook page and to my fellow podcasting Triforce here, if you could see any musical act alive or dead, who would it be? That's the first part of the question. But then also, do you want to see them now? Like they lived the whole time or would you want to see them in their prime? So I think we'll, we can answer that question like part A and then part B Okay, I would want to see, um, I don't know, Janis Joplin in her prime because now she'd be like in her 80s. And I don't think I want to see an 80 year old Janis Joplin. Um, <laughs> so like th- that sort of thing. Like so I, what I think we'll do is we'll let um, we'll let Mr. Monarch start. Steve will start and then we'll go to MC and then we'll go to me. Uh, we'll answer that question. And then we have some more music related questions, too, that we came up with as well. So this should be uh, overall a fun music inspired podcast this evening. So I have two very specific answers depending on which version of that A and that B. So A, it has to be like an act like right now, right? Something I'm seeing today. And that one, Dream Theater, is they I think they just recorded that tour that you and I went on, Mike, almost a year ago. They are still on that tour. Damn. And they were recording a live DVD in London that'll be released. And I have always 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 wanted to be at a show that was recorded for like wide mass release yeah because then it's like i can literally capture that concert forever it's not me taking a stupid grainy video on my phone it's not you know listening some bootleg or something it's like high production quality um so you know that that concert would have been you know, one that you and I went to. So I went to with one of my best friends in the world. It's the 20th anniversary of my favorite album that's ever been written by any musical act ever. Um, and I really, really like the new album that this tour generated. So it just would be kind of the perfect confluence of everything I like in an album. However, if it was the other one where it's I'm going back in time to see a specific band or a specific show or anything, it would have to be Queen at Wembley. I mean, that's like the concert, right? I mean, that's okay. like... So you're like, going like a very specific point in time. You want to see that concert, not just I want to see Queen before Freddie Mercury passed away. Like just any... That that Wembley Stadium show. Yeah, and I mean, really, there's any... Any Queen performance with Freddie Mercury would yeah. be sufficient. But I mean... And granted, you can kind of see that one because there's recordings. You can listen to it, that kind of stuff. But, I mean, that's like the Queen concert. Like, if you had to pick one, that that's the most one. I mean, there's other ones, too, right? Like Live Aid, right? You know, there, there's other ones that you could pick. But, I don't know, Wembley just kind of seems like that was the, the send-off, the goodbye, that kind of thing. And if I had to pick a concert from the past, like never having, you know, seen Freddie Mercury live or anything like that, like... If I had this magic time machine, I can't think of a better opportunity to use it than to be at that particular concert. Yeah, dude. I mean, those are both great choices for sure. Um, I yeah, I Nirvana. I mentioned in the last episode that you and I did, Steve, that like they were like the game change, one of the game changers for me when I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. listening to them, like changed everything. Queen was one of those bands that like because they were already big when I was born. Like it was just like background music to me, but like as I got older and I really started to get into music, I really, really, really appreciated it. 
And I would have loved to have seen them in concert, but like I think Freddie Mercury died when I was like six. So yeah, I was only like a a, a young and uh, and that that well to put it that way, that Wembley concert was the same year I was born. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, for sure, dude. Like, and I meant to add, like I took pictures at the Dream Theater uh, concert. Did I ever send them to you? I don't believe so. Well, let's fix that. I will send those to you because I feel like a jerk now. Um, MC oh, Brooks. No. <laughs> um, what's what's your take on on this, man? Because I know this is like we we talked about this and we have some more music topics as well to go into oh, yeah. as well. But like, who would who would you choose? Like, if you could see any musician, like ever, well, who would you want to see? I'm going to take a page out of Steve's book on this one. Okay. Because uh, my initial answer is actually someone I'm going to be seeing later this year. Okay. And I'm kind of very excited about it. But given the opportunity, uh, there are two shows by this particular group that I would love to have seen uh, in person. And that is I would have loved to have seen uh, Rage Against the Machine. It's, my, it's the group. Either live at Coachella in 99 or when they recorded the live at the Grand Olympic Auditorium in the 2000s, which ended up being their final shows uh, during their original run. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Like I, I was fortunate enough when I was a kid that I got to see them early on. Um, God, I wish I could yeah. remember which place it was in DC that I got to see rage. And it was the most insane show I've ever been to. It was I've never felt an energy like that. It was it was incredible. And that's and I, that's honestly what it is. Like, like I'm not doubting that when I when I see them later this year that it's not going to be super high energy. But I mean, those guys are going to be they're they're older now. Um, it's not in the heyday of when their band was really, really you know like popular like they were uh, in the '90s and in the early 2000s. So like just it, it was like. It was. I, I just know it would be totally different experiencing it for the first time. Like, like at least with with My Chemical Romance, um, I'm going to see them later this year. And when I see them, I can at least juxtapose that to when I saw them at the height of the Black Parade because I I saw them during the Black Parade tour, and that that show even to this day is one of the craziest shows I've ever been to. And I know when I see them later this year, like the energy is not going to be as it was when I was in that moment in 2007. Well, the other thing too is like, I had forgotten how much music, like awesome music you were seeing this year. I feel like you're going to have to be reporting on this to us at some point, either through podcast medium, or you might have to write reviews because like MCR, like, I mean, fucking come on, dude. Yeah, and, and, like and rage, I'm, like you're, yeah, you're seeing a lot of really dope music. And, so, and I'm about to add another band on uh, on top of that. Actually, the same week as the MCR concert, oh, because yeah. uh, Coheed is coming here uh, that same week. Jesus. <laughs> and so, I've been I haven't seen Coheed since Warp Tour '08, and so they've released a ton of music since then. And so, I really want to go see them. Yeah, understandable, dude. Like. Yeah, I mean it's, I would I would all of those all of those shows that you just mentioned I would be totally <laughs> down for. I, like, I really appreciate MC your your thought process about how you would kind of inverse bookend rage because that's some of the reason I thought about Queen's final show. There's something about seeing a band, and granted, it's it's kind of like superheroes like they're not really dead they're gonna come back like it's you, most of the time right. it's not a band's final show even though it's a final show. You know, a couple years later, they'll get back together or whatever. But, you know, I love, you know, they took a very, very, very long hiatus is technically what it ended up being. Um, but, yeah, I don't I just something about seeing a final show that I think that's brilliant. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. And and, and and at the time, too, like we kind of didn't really know because Zach broke off and, and kind of went uh, doing his activism thing. And the, re- the rest of those guys ended up doing Audio Slave. Yeah. And and, you know, uh, it, I know people for years have been kind of clamoring for them to, to get back together. Uh, I think there was some beef between them, right? Between Zach and, and the rest of the guys. That's why that didn't happen. Or that's or seemingly that's that's kind of why that was the case. Because I know I'm they, sh- they I'm not sure. A hundred percent on that one. Because I thought I, I thought I read somewhere there was some sort of issue between them. 
And even when, like, because I remember they got back together in, like, 2009 and did, like, two shows. They did a couple shows before breaking up again. I'm currently looking that up right now, actually. Yeah, I, I thought I remember read. I thought I remember reading that because I like because I got into Rage, like right after they broke up. Yeah, it just says like after growing creative differences led to Zach uh, Zach Roca's departure. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. It doesn't. I mean they don't really go into like great detail, but like it's. I mean that's pretty much every band does that at some point or another. Yeah. So. So. Your choices are it was Rage basically like but in two yeah. two forms. Yeah, one like, of one of two. I I either see the the, the live at Coachella because that I've watched videos of, of them at Coachella Coachella that year and it just that, yeah. that whole environment just seemed nuts. And then I you know uh, like you said uh, some some about seeing them in their and what at the time would seem like their final show as yeah. a, as a band even though we didn't know that that was the case and that that was the the show they ended up releasing as a as a dvd uh with the renegades album um which is what i, what I remember from it so yeah I, th- I think either of those shows would have been great to see them solid choices indeed so mine i gotta have oh man so i don't want to just keep going back to the well and sounding like a nirvana fanboy <laughs> and just saying like oh i just want to see nirvana that's the only thing i want to see but you um, are so that's fine like don't yeah. don't run away from it mike steer into this kid here's the thing right like i would love to have seen them in concert i I didn't get the opportunity obviously i was too young but there's so much other music and i think the one that because i really thought about which one meant more to me when we lost them because i mean kurt cobain dying was sad but i mean i was still like pretty young so i didn't really know how to process it yet and like it was also like at the time everybody thought it was suicide so like there's the whole thing going on with that too, where it just, it, I didn't know exactly how to feel. I was sad, but not like broken hearted, but like fucking Tom Petty, dude, when he died that it was like getting kicked in the stomach. I remember it was at work and Sandy texted me and I was like, he's dead. No, you gotta be fucking kidding me. There's no way he's dead. And if I remember correctly, somebody at work was like, Oh, he's not dead. And I was like, no, I, he is i just looked it up and like i went and was talking to, i went to like go get water from the pantry and like somebody said something to me about like hey did you see this wasn't it really really cool and i was like yeah yeah it was great dude and he was like oh i'm sorry did i did i interrupt you like jokingly like you know because i wasn't interested i was like tom petty just died and he was like oh shit i didn't realize that and i was like yeah dude and i did the stop me if you heard this about him and like if you guys remember i couldn't do another stop me if you heard this for like two months like I was so depressed because going into his life and the story about how he died and I never got to see him in concert and I really wanted to. He's one of my favorite musicians of all time. So like if I had that magic wand, I would, well, first off, I would heal the broken hip that he was hurting so bad from. But like, secondly, like I, yeah, no, I would want Tom Petty still around because I want, I want it for selfish reasons too, because I feel like a lot of people felt the same way I did. But I still feel like he just was one of those guys that could have just kept going forever. And I, I never got the chance. It was one of those ones that like, oh, he's coming to um, Jiffy Lube Live in, in Manassas. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check him out sometime. You know, you, I just blew it off and I was like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. And I never did. And I and I fucking regret that. So, yeah, definitely Tom Petty for sure. As far as like who I would want to see in their prime damn this one's hard because I mean Nirvana would be a great choice um I feel like I feel like the Beatles like a lot of people yeah a lot of people crap on the Beatles and it's very glib right now to be like I don't even like any Beatles songs like at all like it's a it's a very like I'm so cool check me out because I don't like cool things basically Like, it's one of those things, but, like, fuck that noise, dude. The Beatles were one of those bands that, like, they're in my music DNA. Whether I like them or not, they they helped raise the bands that I love, and they influence them, and they're on everything, and everybody covers their songs, and, like, yeah. So, like, I, I think seeing the Beatles in their prime, like, they talk about, like, that famous Shea Stadium concert that they did. I think seeing that would have been dope. I think seeing um, 
I can't remember where in England it was, but it's the famous one where John Lennon's like, for all the poor people, clap your hands, but all you rich people just rattle your jewelry. Like, that show, like, that would be really cool. But yeah, just like being part of history, um, I think seeing Elvis in concert would have been one of the dopest things ever. Because like, even like fat, out of shape Elvis was still kicking ass and women were still swooning over him, you know? And I feel like that dude, even when he was like towards the end, he was still just putting on an awesome show. So like, I would go with the classics. If I'm if I got the DeLorean and Doc Brown's letting me borrow that motherfucker, like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna put some mileage on that thing and go back in time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's some like real honorable mentions out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, like even those yeah. may not be our particular favorites. I mean, like, you know, what's what's the obvious one? Like Woodstock, right? I mean, that's oh, yeah, that's right. big oh, yeah, winner, yeah, yeah, yeah. or really anywhere Hendrix was at any time. Oh, dude, um, absolutely. Hendrix for sure. Just watching him like light a guitar on fire yeah for yeah. sure play the national anthem any of that kind of stuff um and i thought mike i thought for sure man you were gonna go like if i was if i was putting money down on this i thought you were gonna pick nirvana mtv unplugged and being in that audience mm. oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> damn it steve <laughs> sorry <laughs> hang on i gotta go find doc brown <laughs> That's nice about time machine. On the, night, on the night I go back, <laughs> I don't want to see the Beatles. I want to see Nirvana unplugged. <laughs> so that would that would have been oh oh hell yeah, because like I I I don't really like I don't think anybody still listens to CDs in their car anymore. Like right like nobody does. Like it's either you're either listening to like your iPhone or whatever or like you're listening to podcasts or something. Like nobody uses their CD player anymore, right? Um, the one CD that's still stuck in my CD player in my minivan, because <laughs> I can't get it out, it's stuck, is the Nirvana Unplugged album. And like, I just, honestly, it's like one of my favorite albums of all time, and I just let it keep playing. But that's, whenever I'm like, I can't find something good on the radio, or like, I don't want to listen to anything on my phone, I just listen to that. So, yeah. Good Lord. I'm reading up about Santana at Woodstock. Yeah. I don't. I didn't know. I did not know this story. I like Santana a lot, but I can't say that I'm like a Santana like diehard or anything. Like I'm a fan of his music anytime I hear it, but I don't like follow the guy's career or anything like that. Apparently, he thought he was going on at 8 p.m. at night, so at 11 o'clock he dropped a bunch of mescaline, <laughs> and then it turns out he was going on at two, so he was hallucinating that his guitar was a snake the whole time, and he's still like played the whole show <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking amazing so then so there's that <laughs> he was tripping balls on mescaline and he was like uh, i don't i don't know if you can actually play a snake as a guitar but i'm gonna fucking find out and he, he fucking shredded that's amazing it's like that uh it's like doc ellis throwing the no hitter when he was on lsd for the pirates yeah. it's oh just God. like you know, you know, sometimes the stars just align for for an insane story to happen, and apparently Woodstock <laughs> was one of one of many of those occasions for many people. Holy shit, dude! I that's I've never heard that story before. That's incredible. Yeah, like, you know, some stuff out there, man. <laughs> dude, that's that's nuts. Um, what are some other honorable mentions? Um, I think I mean, I'm 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 working on it. I've got the finale just just about done. So the stop me if you heard this about Pearl Jam will be done within like the next like week or two. Sweet. But um, fucking Pearl Jam, dude. Like they they went on this run. Like it was like after their first album because like their first album ten was like ginormous. They became the biggest band in the world. They were just like on top of everything. Like all their concerts were just nuts. Like they were selling out. Everybody was talking about like how great every single show was. I would want to see them before they had their fight with uh, Ticketmaster because when they had their fight with Ticketmaster, basically what they ended up doing was is they were like, well, Ticketmaster is a bunch of dicks. So we're not going to play any shows where Ticketmaster has exclusive rights to that arena, which is basically everywhere you can watch a show so what they would do is they would literally like say okay so we're gonna have a concert in um i'm just trying to think of a park that we all know um it, it doesn't matter just any, any like big open park they're like we're gonna have a concert at locust shade park which is like right near quantico here in virginia um the logistics are a fucking nightmare uh they have to build a stage because there is no stage there like shit like that that's what they were doing and like i think it would be kind of cool 
one to see like them before that but then also see them when they were doing this crazy like stick it to the man phase where they're like we're just gonna play in a field and like build a stage right there man and we're gonna be pearl jam and we're giving the middle finger to the establishment it just it would have been cool to be part of that like that whole like scene that was going on then so I feel like for my ilk of really really getting into heavy metal um there was a concert like the big four for thrash metal uh where it was metallica megadeth um anthrax and slayer Dude. Uh, and that would have been a pretty ridiculous concert to be at and that's one of those ones like i could have been at because it was recent enough this wasn't like 1987 or something like this was in the 2000s so yeah, you know, it could have been there. I think there's a DVD for it. The um, there was another one that was oh, you know when Eminem or Eminem when uh, Metallica did their SNM tour where they were playing with the the um, symphony uh, orchestra in San Francisco. I would have I would have wanted to see that. That would have been pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a really good show. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that album. Yeah, No Leaf Clover. I think that's the only album that's on maybe it's on a single somewhere but that's like one of their best songs man i love that song yeah Yeah. mc what about you man any uh any runners up or honorable mentions yeah i have a i have one and it's it's a very specific show at a very specific time james brown 1983 where he he pulls both michael jackson and prince from the crowd to come perform with them on stage what yeah. Okay. All right. I think we can fit three people in the DeLorean, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. It's okay. The, yeah. It's the only time this hap- this happened where he he he's per- he's performing and he's he's killing it and he he literally points the mic out of the crowd. You know, he's like shouting about things. Like, no, hey, hey, come on, come on down here. Yeah. Get on down here. And then Michael comes down and they uh, they do like a funk rendition of of one of his songs and. Yeah, it's it. I like I. There's like a six and a half minute clip you, where you can see Michael uh, performing, and then when Prince comes on stage, like Prince is just jam. He just comes out playing guitar and just like is just jamming with the band. Wow, that's yeah. I would totally love to see that too. Um, Prince is a perfect example too. Yeah. I would love to see Prince live. Never got a chance to see him. Me and neither. I think that I would want to see. Okay, so we all know about the Prince Charlie Murphy thing, right? Yeah. From, from yeah. Chappelle show. Okay. Yeah. So, so there was a really funny story after that. Right. So what happened was is Charlie Murphy was on this radio show and he's talking about like seeing Prince after they did that skit on Chappelle show and it was, they were in Vegas. Right. And like his friends, uh, like Charlie Murphy and his friends and, Oh, Eddie was there too. Eddie and Charlie Murphy are both like, Oh yeah. Hey, come on, let's go down to this place and we'll go see Prince. And Charlie's like, I don't know, man, he might be kind of mad at me. Right. And he's like, Oh, don't worry about it. Just shut up. Come on. Let's go see Prince. Right. So Prince is just fucking wailing, right. Just wailing on the guitar and the way the venue is set up, it, it's like a wraparound stage. So like you, he, Prince is literally like walking around the stage as he's playing. Right. And as he gets to the front of the club where this, like the part of the stage that crosses it, Charlie Murphy and Eddie Murphy walk in. Right. And Charlie Murphy meets eyes with Prince and Prince stops playing and looks at Charlie Murphy and goes and walks away and starts playing again. <laughs> and like, I would love to be there for that fucking show. How cool would that should have been? <laughs> Not even the whole show, just that minute. And you're like, all right, we got to get back to the DeLorean. We got Woodstock to get to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're running out of time, guys. <laughs> How? We're in a DeLorean. <laughs> We don't have enough plutonium. Oh, that's right. We have the uh, the Mr. Mr. Fusion. So we're good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Now we're good. We have nothing but time. We can throw a couple empty beer cans. I'm sure we can find plenty of them in the places where we're going. Because we got to go back in time. Nothing? Okay, fine. Um, anybody else? Did we miss anything? Like, now that we're going uh, off. Of, like... Has to be. Yeah, yeah. Offhand, uh, no, can't think of Steve, anything. Steve, you mentioned like you wanted to be part of like one of those shows where they got recorded. I actually got to be part of one. Uh, the Foo Fighters did a, an acoustic set, like Jesus, was like 15 years ago, maybe even longer. Um, and they did it at the uh, at Constitution Hall in D.C. and they recorded that. So I got to, I got. To, I mean, it wasn't like a video; it was just the CD. So they they recorded the CD there, and that was pretty cool. I mean, that's still awesome, though. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Awesome. I changed my mind. I, there's one more I did forget. You mentioned Foo Fighters. 
just the show where they bring Kiss Guy up. I just want to be at that show and watch Kiss Guy just go crazy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I I would. I'm trying to think of any of the other ones that I that I would really want to see. Like, I think those like those live things that you run into. Like, there's one where there's this really funny recording of Dave Grohl, and he's on the Late Late Show, and Craig Kilborn was the host, right? And Craig Kilborn requested him to play Tiny Dancer by Elton John, but Dave Grohl doesn't know the words to Tiny Dancer by Elton John, so. He basically has it on like a teleprompter and he's reading the lyrics off as he's playing it. Right. And he's like, let's just skip all this other shit and just get to the chorus. Right. And it's just it's just him just jamming out. And it's really it's really fucking funny. That would have been fun to see. He, basically anything Dave Grohl's involved in almost at all would be fun to be at. Pretty much. Yeah. So let's do this, guys. Let's go ahead and wrap up episode one of the podcast. We're going to come back. We have a second episode where we're going to have two music related questions that we're going to pose to our uh, our triumvirate of awesome podcasting goodness um the two questions that you're going to hear in the next podcast the first one is uh pick a flagship band meaning you have to describe a genre of music to someone who's never heard that type of music who's your like your go-to who's the one that's like these guys are this genre um, and, and it doesn't have to be one. We can name name several and we'll kind of go through the list and that'll be kind of fun. But then also, too, we get to play Fantasy Draft where we get to create a perfect band with uh, current musicians. So that'll be fun, too. So make sure you stay tuned to GGR Pirate Radio. There's a second episode that you guys can check out on, as I mentioned before, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, um, wherever you get podcasts. For the most part, you can find us. So make sure you tune into the next episode where you can hear us talk more about our geekiness and nerdiness when it comes to music. Uh, So for Steve, for MC, my name is Mike, and don't be a juice bag. And now I know you've always been Out of your head, out of my head I sang And I wonder When I sing along with you Feel this real forever If anything could ever be this good again The only thing I'll ever ask of you You gotta promise not to stop when I say When she sang Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts.